0: playing a game called high-low. All you have to do is you have to tell me the three most expensive ones. The three most expensive ones. Would you like to hear about them first?
1: All right, great to tell us about it. All right, we haven't done this in a while, Brian. It's been a a while. Yeah, it's been a minute or two. High-low here on ESPN 1000 with Xander and Hanley. Uh, You want to start, my friend? Sure. uh,
2: we, We talked about what a great day in baseball October baseball was yesterday with yeah. one highlight after another, one stunning game after another. One baseball game that went like four hours. Yeah, one stunning result after another. It yeah. didn't even get into Alabama losing a Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, I think, in 15 years, uh, Tennessee found a way to beat uh, the hated Nick Saban. Um, but th- this, and I have to start this by my apologies. I have to send out heart, heart and sincere felt apologies to Josh Whitman, the AD at Illinois. I thought he was out of his mind when he hired Brett Bielmo. I thought, you're doing what? what how's this going to work out? You know, after Lovey and all. And, and the line I have I-L-L, ILL. I used to say, yes, I am watching that stuff. <laughs> but now it is ILL, INI. And they're six and one. And they just beat the living daylights out of minnesota which is a pretty good uh, college football team and they're they're already bowl eligible and they could win the the west in the big 10 and because they've just beat iowa wisconsin and minnesota in, in consecutive games and so i brett bielma is getting it done and i thought he, he would be a disaster and so far so good so uh they, okay 26 14 they win okay doesn't look like a route but here you go, high or low, Mr. Xander? Yeah. Um Two hundred yards. That the Illini uh, had more than two hundred yards more, or, or less than the Minnesota Golden Gulvers. They they outgained them by two
1: hundred yards. Higher or lower? Is that uh, high or low? I would say that that is high. It is low. Two hundred
2: ninety-two <coughs> yards. They, the Illini, even though they had 26 points, 472 yards to Minnesota's 180.
1: I mean, that's, that a, is, that's a win. That is a win on top of a win.
2: I mean, the score doesn't reflect that kind of domination. No, They, no. they, they, had, they had time of possession 40 minutes
1: out of a 60-minute game. <laughs> Crazy. No wonder you filed your apology publicly. Oh, I mean, I, this I'm, is insane. No, it is insane. Is it it's Illinois an, really? Is this what's happening? Beat the Badgers really? Okay. And look, they
2: they have a, a place in my heart. My first beat at the Sun Times was Illinois slash Big Ten, and I covered John Makovic and Lou Henson, and that you know that was Jeff George. So they had a for your kids.
1: Look those people up.
2: Yeah, and there were some unbelievable games. I remember one at USC where Jeff George just absolutely won the game for the Illini, but. Uh, football highlights down in Champagne. Uh, few and <laughs> far between right. for decades.
1: Yeah. Wow. You're- uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, no. I, I'm just. I, I'm stunned. I'm stunned at at uh, what Illinois has done and uh, those stats. Because you're right. That dominance does not get reflected in the score.
2: Should I do another Illinois one since we stay just stay on topic? I have one uh, more. For sure.
1: One. Sure. Um, okay. okay. Here. 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 Uh, you want to do it now, or you want me to jump in with mine? Whatever you want, because uh, this one's unbelievable too. No, you know, let's hear that while we're on the uh, subject. Let's hear Chase Brown, their stud running
2: back. Okay, Uh uh high or low? He had uh, was he had did he have more than twenty five carries or less than twenty five carries in that big one yesterday? In that all
1: those yards, I would say he had less. So it's low. He carried the ball
2: forty one times. I mean, a, a good a, a day for a good running back is about 25 carries, right? And you hope he gets to 100 yards. 41 carries for 180 yards. Yeah. Spielman said, if there's, a, if there's a player that means more to his team than, than Chase Brown means to the Illini, he doesn't know who it is.
1: Wow. I love what's happening down there. I love what's happening. All right. So you're, you're talking college football. I'm going yep. to talk baseball. I know that I am a Sox fan, but you have to understand. When I was a kid, born on the North Side, grew up on the South Side, I had a certain allegiance to both. I, I'm a baseball fan, Chicago sure. baseball fan, and growing up and watching the Savior, number forty two, Bruce oh. Sutter, was such a treat. Mm. And he passed away Thursday at the age of sixty nine. He had uh, he was in hospice. I had no idea he was. An I HAP. had no idea he had yeah. cancer. So. So I want to uh, I want to send out a salute to Mr. Bruce Suter, one of the best who have ever. That split finger. Uh, uh, that split finger fastball. He learned it from someone, and and I had the name in front of me. Who did he learn that from? A minor league pitching instructor, pitching coach in the system, and. I mean,
2: he invented that pitch, and it was devastating, and it didn't come in at 105 miles an hour. It just dropped off the table. Yeah. It looked like it was going to be waist high,
1: belt high, and it would just it would be at your ankles when you were swinging it. Yeah, it was. It was just so much fun to watch. And uh, in in those years of watching the Cubs, those were tough years, but he was oh, a man. bright spot in I an otherwise darn, dark time. Love that man. Loved watching
2: him. So Loved those late inning and and just he would come in and, it wasn't just you know, a ninth inning, know, he was lights
1: day. out. It, it yeah. was lights out. Okay, so here's here's something I want to run by you. Seven times he pitched one hundred or more innings in a season for a reliever. Now remember what's happening with, with relievers now. You come in uh, for an inning. That's it. Yeah, you're, rep, yeah. you're the setup guy. Here's your eighth guy. You're the setup guy. You're, your you're, setup guy. Guy. you're, you're the closer guy, whatever. You, yeah. you don't have much responsibility beyond one inning. Seven times he pitched 100 or more innings in a season. Is that high or low? I'm going to say it was low because I remember games when I saw Wrigley, it seemed like he'd be out there for four innings. No. It's actually high. Ooh. Yeah, five times. But still, that's respectable. Remarkable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, back to you, Brian
2: okay, um, don't pick up the South Bend Tribune if you're marcus Freeman um a little troubled right there in uh, south Bend and in, in Irishland. No one saw this well, no one saw them losing at home to marshall uh we are Marshall <laughs> right but uh they're now three and three, and um yesterday, I
1: snicker for all my Notre Dame nut bag friends that just well, I mean, love that, them that's redundant yeah. um if, if if
2: you went to Notre Dame you're you're that guy right my brother graduated from there so my dad died happy because he had nine kids Irish Catholic one of us had to go there right one of us had to get a degree from Notre Dame because he used to take us to uh South Bend to Notre Dame games when we were kids and and we had no connection to to the school other than my dad really loved watching them right right um although I went to Fenwick and Johnny Latner. Went to Notre Dame and won the Heisman there. So that was, Fenwick was kind of a feeder school back in the day. But that said, Marcus Freeman is uh, admired in a little bit of difficulty and he's getting roasted in the uh, local paper today. Um, so Stanford comes to town. That's a pretty good rivalry game, not exactly Notre Dame USC, but uh, it's a game that the Stanford fans travel for and Notre Dame fans travel out to, to uh, Palo Alto when, when they play out there. Mm hmm. Here comes Stanford, and um, the the Irish managed all of uh, 14 points to the Cardinal. High or low, the Stanford defense was rated 75th in defense coming into that game. High or low?
1: That is now, okay, 75th. So I would say that that was... Too low of a rating. Yes.
2: They were the 111th rated defense, and you managed all of 14 points. <laughs> they had lost 11 consecutive games. Times um, are tough. Times are tough if times you're the are Irish. Tough. And they're 3-3, three and three, and they've dropped two home games to absolute teams they either roll out of bed and beat. And that Stanford team comes in struggling, and <laughs> you manage 14 points against a defense that's rated 111th in the land.
1: Wow. Okay. All right, Dame fans. Wow. All right, uh, back to Bruce Suter. uh, Passing away at the age of 69 this past Thursday. Cub hero, Hall of Fame uh, pitcher. Threw more than one inning in 174 of his saves over his career. Is that high or low? Now, again, remember... Uh, reliever roles are very limited now set up yep. you know, closer as we talked about through more than one inning in 174 of his saves career wide. And that was back in the day when starters could actually finish a game yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I imagine that Okay, um, But was I'm that... going to still say it was low Low, 188 See, No wonder why that man was in the Hall of Fame Just yep. incredible durability and, and that pitch was just devastating. Alright, back to you I guess we're running short of time, so we'll no, that, kind of yeah, accelerate yeah. this. Yeah. Let,
2: let's uh, let's get your, your last
1: one, and uh, we'll move on to Jesse. All right. Um, MLB Cy Young Award winners that were relievers only. In Ooh. the history of the major leagues, MLB Cy Young Award winners that were relievers only. I have the number at five. Is that high or low, Brian Hanley? I'm going to say that's high.
2: In the history of baseball, that would seem to be... Low, but I'm going to say it's high. It is low.
1: Whoa. Nine. Wow. Yes, nine of those, and that is um, that is pretty remarkable. I had the list in front of me. Raleigh Fingers was on the list, Heck. of course. There were yeah, yeah there were there were, um, yeah, but nine of them. None of them relievers, only Cy Young Award winners. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. We've got to catch up with Jesse Rogers here, our baseball guy on ESPN 1000. We'll be right back.
3: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome
1: in. It's ESPN 1000. Time to talk to our baseball guy, Jesse Rogers, joining us on the hotline. Boy, I'll tell you, yesterday, baseball, Major League Baseball playoff action, so boring. Jesse? Kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's dry humor. Looking, Jesse.
4: I, I I can't tell with you sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> that's that's why when I
1: when I heard you say nothing, it's like uh, okay, I, I have to jump in here and save them. I'm okay. so used to you and your dry humor
4: with the White Sox, and it's never very funny. Actually, <laughs> I know, when we, when we I know talk. it hurts. It hurts, yeah. Jesse.
1: Yeah. That's how I deal with it. But no, yesterday was just nonstop hits. I mean, yeah. not in the not in the real sense. Just right. just great games. It was. I, I as I was telling Brian, I was out with my son. I tuned in, and it's. It's like, is is that 16 that I, yeah. could that be the 16th inning? Are you kidding me?
4: Yeah, it's amazing. And, I mean, yeah. I wow. I did that Cleveland game with, with Oscar Gonzalez when he hit the walk-off on the 15th, and he hits the walk-off again yesterday, and then the Jeremy Pena. I mean, how about these rookies doing it? The one thing is, I think everyone's asking about, you know, Dodgers got upset, the Mets got upset. I don't think there are upsets at this point when there's a best-of-three and best-of-five. I'm going to be adamant about that, like, Really, anybody can beat anybody. We've known this forever. Mm-hmm. Why do we get all caught up in hundred-win team lost? Yeah, because it's best of five, and there's a lot of things that go into it. First of all, are you healthy on the mound is number one, right? The Braves weren't healthy on the mound. That's that's a big one. Um, the, the the Dodgers weren't necessarily healthy on the mound. Do you have a bullpen, right? That's important, too, in the playoffs. Yep. It just is. Especially when you go
2: Do- 18 innings. Yeah,
4: Yeah. the Dodgers don't. The Yankees don't. This is why I, the one team that is living up to what I think is the Astros. I think they're going to blow everybody out. I think they're going to win the World Series. Yep. Yep. All these other teams, you know, upstarts, great, awesome. But to me, there really aren't upsets in the postseason it's they're all good teams and it's and it's a short series so really anybody can beat anybody and if you have any problem on your pitching staff and i just saw it up close it was in philadelphia with the braves and phillies the the other team's going to take advantage mm-hmm. max Fried has like walking mono spencer strider had an oblique and charlie morton came out after two innings because he got hit i mean that's it series over you know
2: and, and that yesterday real muto's um inside the park home run is like the eighth headline of the day, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and the day right. before, Reese Hoskins, they they intentionally walk to get to him, and he says, thank you very much, and just smashes it into the seats and slams that bat like, try that again, because he's been struggling. But good Lord, Jesse, 18-inning uh, game, great defense, great bullpens, obviously, and then the rookie walk-off home run, and and then the Padres, and and – you know, knocking off their hated rival in the Dodgers. And then the Cleveland Guardians had a 4% win probability at that point in the, the, the game, and they find a way. It's just that that day was epic for me as a baseball fan.
4: Oh, totally. And, and you know, a lot of times we watch the playoffs and we, we say, what does this mean, right? And I think one thing, especially if we talk about the Cubs and Sox, is I think, and this is even before we we get to the rule changes, but add the rule changes in. Oh, I, I think being a diverse team is going to be important, and I don't mean ethnically. I mean how <laughs> do you, I mean how you win games is going to be important in terms of okay, can you hit the home run? Can you play a little small ball? And even the Phillies, I saw Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber bunt a couple times. We've seen Cleveland <laughs> go deep. We've seen Cleveland use the home run. We've seen Cleveland go with five whatever singles in a row in the ninth inning or whatever it was. Like I, I think. Being dynamic and diverse is going to be a thing again in baseball and it wasn't for a long time you absolutely do need to hit the home runs though we know that you gotta have that both the Cubs and Sox were a little bit light in that area this year but I like the idea of like um, winning different ways and we're seeing I think a few teams prove you can do that Phillies and Cleveland come to mind
1: yeah yeah absolutely I, I would agree with you and, and, and to show you uh, or to illustrate uh, because I agree with you about the Astros they're an absolute wall This whole Cleveland thing is, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to root against, um, uh, you know, well, or I should say root for the Yankees if you're a Chicago fan, or or maybe you don't have a problem with that. But to see what Cleveland's doing and and the way they walked off last night, it's such a great Cinderella story. Young guys, low payroll, all that. The Astros, whoever meets the Astros, I mean, that's the brick wall. And and they're not going to get over that. And, And to illustrate my point, imagine this. <laughs> the Astros just have so much talent. You let a Carlos Correa walk because yeah. you have a Pena, and and this kid is good.
4: And and and, 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 their, and their players are ready when they come up. It yeah. just it's a, it's one it's a machine. It's it's the it's the Dodgers of the American League right now, um, and they're so balanced. And that's I mean, talk about winning different ways. They they can do it with pitching. They can do it with hitting. They can do it from the right side, from the left side, with defense. That really is a complete team. Um, I don't know, about midway through the year I just started to get on their bandwagon in terms of winning the World Series, I'm not gonna get off of it. But I, I, I picked Cleveland to beat the Yankees, Buster and Only and I from ESPN, you know, we both we we both did. I mean, I, I think when you're a one trick pony, and I think the Yankees kinda are. You're beatable. Uh, it's just a matter of if it was gonna be a home run hitting contest or not, because we know the Yankees would come down to you know, would would beat them in that, but obviously it's proving not to be um, and when you have a shaky bullpen, you can let a team back in. So we're jumping all around here. But, you know, one, th- one other thing I've noticed is, look, there's a, there was a big line between the great teams and the really bad teams this year. I, I feel like there were a couple in between teams, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Diamondbacks were a little bit in between. But there were really, you know, it was, you were really good or you were really bad. And that's why, again, I don't think there's many real upsets in this thing. The Phillies were really good. Maybe, okay, 87 doesn't sound like a lot of wins. But remember, most of that bad stuff happened pre-Girardi firing. So, like, I just feel like there are a lot of good teams, and and, and none of these are real upsets to me in in my world at least.
2: And and that's why I'm rooting for the Padres because small market team doing big things and trying anytime there's a, a talent out there that, you know, Soto, let's go get them. Uh, going back to getting the U Darvish and picking up that contract that the the wealthy cubs were shedding um, and it's finally working out for him i don't know that it sustains itself to a world series title but they just wanted to get by the dodgers one time and they finally did that and can you believe Aaron Judge he, he finally hits a, t- a tying home run game tying home run yesterday but he's getting booed in the Bronx <laughs> is,
4: is, is there they don't deserve possi- him i think yeah, he no. needs to
2: be in chicago is there a possibility that that Money if it's anywhere near equal, he just says I'll go somewhere else because you know, really you're booing me after sixty-two home runs?
4: I don't think so. I think they understand the market there, you know, especially if you if you've been drafted and you grew up there. I, I don't think this is gonna really sour him. I don't know him well enough to say that for sure. I just kinda know how players think. They 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 live with it. But let me let me speaking of that, let me give you a quote from Nick Castellanos, who's a great quote machine, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we, I was talking about him in this the Philly fan base, and I will tell you, and I tweeted out this this quote from Schwarber talking about how good Philly fans were, Citizens Bank Park was electric. It really was. Now, I think part of it is when you don't have playoff baseball for a decade, people get hungry. And this team was on the road for 25 straight days, played their first round on the road, played their first two games of the next round on the road. So finally, that you know, it was a built-up excitement. That place was rocking. And I asked Castellanos about – Castellanos about Eagle fans he's like I'm just beginning to understand this this fan base he said I I see it even with the Eagles and remember they're 5 and 0 things are going great but if someone drops a sure handed touchdown they're raining booze like someone just (laughs) kicked your dog he's like but there's good and bad in that they're passionate when when you're you know bad but when you're good and we're rolling he's like there's more good than bad in that so you have to remember with some of these passionate fan bases I put the Cubs and Sox in that group as well you get the bad, but you also get the really good, and, and, and I don't think it's going to impact judge. A guy like Castellanos, though, like a newcomer, like you've got to get used to that. And he's a guy that rides a roller coaster much more than, let's say, Schwarber, who's a newcomer there. So I think Castellanos had to get used to it a little bit. Uh, but I think guys that are drafted by these passionate teams understand it as they as they grow up in the organization.
2: Right, to but, your point, yeah. uh, the, the old veteran stadium, uh, the story went that they used to have a sitting judge on Eagles game days. Down in, and somewhere in the bowels of the stadium because they were arresting so many people, and he would just uh, dispatch cases, <laughs> the or they, they wouldn't even take him yeah. downtown. There's no time they, they for just, that. There's too many. Be, they knew there'd be like 200 people in handcuffs, and so he'd be sitting down there, and uh, you know, okay, you're fine, or you know, you're, you're going to you're I, continue. I,
1: I just remember the story of getting pelted. The players getting pelted with batteries. Oh boy,
4: <laughs> just you know, nasty. It, it's funny talking to players, and it. it it's secondary to money, but it is it is it is number two. Like wanting to be in a place that brings that energy. Harper talked a lot about it yesterday, just the idea of the blue collar Philadelphia thing, and his dad taught him that. And you know, look, you're going to sign where the money is, but but if if you have other reasons, that's part of it. I talked to Dansby Swanson, who's going to be a free agent. This guy probably I, I can't say more than anyone else, but. He wants to win so bad. And it's all he talked about. And they just won last year. And he's still like devastated they were behind in the series. He's like, man, money is important, but I got to go to a place that wants to win. And, you know, you bring up the Padres, Brian. It's evident. Look, they're spending all this money. They trade for Soto. They sign Tatis. Now, that's actually the one team that has surprised me. I didn't think they'd have enough offense to, to survive. And they've won two rounds. What they did against Scherzer really. Opened my eyes. So who knows how far they can go. But, um, it, it, and that's going back to what I said about the haves and the have nots. It does feel like half the league really wants to win. And, you know, the, the other half is the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? It's just, yeah. you know, the teams that don't want to win and you kind of realize the teams that are kind of going for it, you know?
1: You know, Jesse, uh, Brian said he's uh, rooting for the Padres. I was too. And I, I really figured out a deeper meaning to why I'm rooting for the Padres is because that what they've done down there if anything is going to force the hand of Jerry Reinsdorf to do business like it's actually 2022 maybe that scenario might if he actually why, wants why to why
4: San Diego why San Diego because
1: of the money that they have spent and and knowing what they're, they're just putting it all all out on the table well when,
4: what I remember going on with Sylvia a couple of weeks ago is he did a rant on, on Jerry Reinsdorf and I said this is the one thing I've known about Jerry forever. He's not going to spend money to make money. And that's kind of what you're describing about the yeah. Padres. They're spending money to make money. That place is packed. Gaslight district is going crazy. they're going crazy down there. It just this energy is just alive in, in San Diego like it is in some of these other towns and um you know as much as the the White Sox did draw they didn't it, it didn't draw 35,000 like it wasn't Wasn't going crazy every night where where Jerry was bringing, you know, printing money and he's willing to pay for it. Right. Um, So he's not the type to spend money to make money. He hasn't been throughout his career. Yeah. uh,
1: Anytime, uh, you know, maybe he would see that and say, okay maybe it's time to readjust my thinking. But you can't teach old dogs new no. tricks. Yeah, and I, I was told that.
2: <laughs> right. I, I'm, I was told to your point, Jesse, because I wondered, you know, as the chairman of a team with many, many investors, he's not even a majority investor, but he's the chairman. He's the boss. Why wouldn't you want to have 40,000 people showing up every day and eating those concessions and drinking the beer and, and paying for the parking? And I was told, you're missing the point. All those investors know that their money comes when the franchise is sold. And it's it's like a long-term government bond that they've been holding for 30 years. And then if you got in on the ground floor, when they bought the team for $20 million, that team's going to be worth over well over $2 billion when it's sold. And, and that's when they get their, their payoff. So there's not heat on the chairman to, to spend money to make money because that we know how much franchises are worth these days.
4: And it kind of applies to the bears as well. I mean, the, 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 monthly checks, the owners or partners, whoever that, that, that pales in comparison to what they'll get when they sell the team. That's the, that's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, not what they make every year in salary or dividends or anything like that. So, right, I mean, it doesn't necessarily pay to increase the payroll all the way, all the way to the you know, max type money right. because you're not getting it back in any way and, until you sell the team. And, and, and it's that, not worth it as much when you have a high payroll anyway.
1: Right, and that's the difference between what we want to see as fans and what people want to see as business. Yeah businessmen and women
2: any uh, updates on the white Sox in terms of manager uh, yeah. search or you know, not, I saw not in the team. last
4: few days now with with the series of a couple series ending we're sort of in between we might hear some news in the next 24 to 48 hours for example I was down in Atlanta I was talking to Ron Washington and he's like well I don't think uh, every team has a little different um you know process in terms of if you're in the playoffs and it sounded like from Ron Washington, he's like, "When we're out," and he didn't. He, he meant either in between rounds or completely out. I'll, I'll get back on the phone with some teams. So in his case, I think it picks up again now. Now the White Sox did interview Joe a spot in the middle of their playoff year, but I feel like Houston's like, oh, it's the division series. Come on, you can, you can, you know, like <laughs> small potatoes for them." Um, they 're kind of used to this every year they're they 're getting picked off front office guys so i haven 't heard anything new in the last few days. Um, I do know that the interview with Espada went well, but that that 's not saying he 's going to get hired mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, i am I put Ron Washington is not necessarily any sort of a favorite in that in that world i 'd put Espada you know closer to to the top of the list than than anyone else i 've heard i 'm not saying it 's going to be Espada. But it, we're still a little bit early in the process. I'm not sure they're ready to to, to say he, these three are finalists and we're ready to go.
1: And before we let you go, uh, you had mentioned uh, Martinez from uh, the Nationals. Any any word that he'll actually get talked to?
4: No, I've not heard any traction. Okay. Have not heard any traction. Yeah, I thought it was a good it, idea though for the yeah, record. yeah. I, it, maybe maybe it's still out there. But um, right now, those those bench coach type guys are getting getting the calls and the interviews. The Ron Washingtons, the Matt Quatraro, Sandy uh, Alomar. From uh, no, Sandy Almar is has not been called, he has not been called. So, uh, Walt Weiss has not been called, talked to him for a little bit, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe Almar's time has passed. I'm not sure why exactly. He's under Francona, good organization, forward thinking organization, yeah. some ties to the White Sox, but not in their inner family, like like you know, Han was kind of referencing. So. I'm a little surprised by Sandy, but that was as of a few days ago. Again, things may change at the beginning of the week here.
1: All right, Jesse Rogers, thanks for joining us. As always, a pleasure to talk to you about baseball. Who do you got, real quick? Phillies and Padres.
4: Boy, that's tough. I'm going to say the Phillies. A little, I guess I spent time with them a little biased. Um, I just think they have a little bit more punch. I just wonder about San Diego's offense through two more rounds. I'll, I'll say the Phillies in six or seven. Okay.
1: All right. You heard it from Jesse Rogers. Thanks, buddy. Always appreciate the great work. Be well. All right. Uh, we are here until noon. We, uh, we, we're the postmen. We bring in the stories that uh, well. We read the post you, so know. you don't. Yeah, them. we you didn't know that you needed to hear. So we'll <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. We've got some Twitter polls up. We'll wrap up before we get out of here at noon on ESPN One Thousand.
3: There are millions of places to get ESPN Chicago. There are smart speakers, phones, podcasts standing in front of the old National Bank Studio on State Street. Hello. There's twitch.tv, FMHD, and of course, the original ESPN 1000 on the AM dial. We're glad you found us. And so are these very patient hosts, Mark Zander and Brian Hanley. Wait.
0: Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Boseman. Wait,
1: wait, hey, 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 Mr. Boseman, Mr. Boseman. All right, we read the stories in the New York Post so yeah. you don't have to. Giving you the stories you didn't know you needed to hear in your life. I'm Xander, that's Brian Hanley. I'm gonna start out today. Brian and Jake. A South Carolina man, now follow the detail, ceremony here. And uh, not many explanations. A South Carolina man stole the cremated remains of his ex-girlfriend's mother to sell so he could buy heroin. Huh? Okay. It make sense so far? No, not no. really. No. Jackson no. Rutland, 19, texted his ex-girlfriend around 540 on Wednesday morning and told her he had taken her mother's ashes from her home in uh, Warrensville, wherever that is, and while she was visiting a friend. When the woman returned home, she found the rear door busted into and the home ransacked. She told police she even found a little smattering of ashes in uh, the living room there. Turns out Rutland, 19, who stole said ashes, allegedly swiped the remains to sell to buy heroin, according to the warrant. What the warrant left out is how you actually sell somebody's ashes to make enough money to buy drugs. What, what market? I mean, if, if they were not there's sure there's celebrity ashes. Yeah, if, if they're celebrity, celebrity ashes, ashes, but how do you prove it? Do, I, you I, have I, a, I, do you have an ashes validator? But I don't think the ex girlfriend's mom was no, a celebrity. She, she so. was not a celebrity. Perhaps, uh, I'm sure, loved, well loved within the family, yeah. but yeah, you know what? Are, was it going to be a ransom? Like yeah, a ransom right. situation? Well, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. Here's the thing if you are going to commit a crime, think it through. Well, he's 19, he's on heroin. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> strike, strike one was, and strike two. <laughs> right. Strike one and strike two, all in the right way. So, so yes, so this brilliant youngster thought, hey, if I steal, uh, you know, at, uh, Ashley's mom's ashes, uh, you know, just, uh, it's ironic, her name's Ashley. Right, that, right. That, that I can sell them to somebody that would pay a lot for them so I can finance my drug habit. Or, or
2: I mean, unless he was going to, you know, cut out the letters from a newspaper and tape a, a ransom. Oh, demand those are note. always
1: my favorite. That's yeah, uh, that's craft.
2: Uh, that's cra- uh, craft project. I love that. <laughs> you know, you want to see mom's ashes again. You got to come up with I don't know, how much
1: I don't know how much heroin goes yeah. for. I, I, I'm not sure of the market uh, value for heroin right now, no. but I'm still pretty certain that that's a pretty hard thing to sell. Some things can, are
2: easy to sell. That's that hard to kidnapping if if. You do ask for
1: ransom because, uh, you know, it's not breathing. Yeah. No, I I think uh, kidnapping ends when the person is not living. OK. The, uh, the but, official uh, in term of kidnapping. God All bless. Right, So that's uh, yeah. that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Well, um, how
2: about good old Robert Kraft at 81 getting married to 47 year old Dr. Dana Bloomberg? 81 years old. And he's walking down the aisle again. And, and what an aisle it was because, oh, he's a billionaire. Um, so, some fancy place in Tribeca. He has uh, about 250 guests, and of course, Elton John was there. John Bon Jovi was there. Tom Brady was there. Stag, adding another uh, layer see? to the whole. See, that, that isn't it is. ironic?
1: Don't you think that Tom Brady returns to have a mediocre season, and he loses his model wife because so, he came back. Page six has been reporting.
2: They were the first ones to report in New York post about trouble in in uh, paradise with, with Tom and Giselle. And, um, so he shows up Friday and Tribeca. They're playing in Pittsburgh today. Right. So I guess maybe just met the team yesterday there, but he, he, Tom, Tom Brady stag at a wedding. So obviously there is some trouble there. Um, he supposedly hung out with John Bon Jovi, Andrew Bledslow, um, elton john played the rocket man or played he performed there i mean uh-huh. it was it was star studded because again he's a billionaire Robert
1: Kraft, sure he yeah. can afford uh star studded yeah and um
2: the fact that he's 81 and he decides that well she decided He, you know billionaire 81 year olds who decided to. what here <laughs> and and speaking about deciding things uh page six reporting that if in fact they are breaking up uh Tom and Giselle no one wants to see that because they were the picture picture perfect couple. Yeah. Um their assets he's reportedly worth about 330 million dollars through his um his salaries and and endorsements and everything he's made in the NFL. He's going
1: to get some alimony, isn't he?
2: She's worth 400 million. Yeah. <laughs> right. Supermodel. Yep. Fair. That's uh, almost a billion dollars is going to be uh, splitting up. Um, but, you know, that you, you hate to see him showing up stag at a wedding, but um, what a wedding it was uh, for uh, good old Robert I Kraft. think, too,
0: to add on to that, he, his wife passed away, Myra Kraft, in 2011. So he, he waited a while. We can give him credit there. But, uh, mm. yeah, he uh, remarried. Wow. So there's that.
1: Yeah, there, there, there's that. And it, this might be the last wife, but maybe not. Well, he's yep. what forty-five. You never, oh, know. Robert Kraft, yeah, yeah Robert or, Kraft. Yeah, Tom, Tom's
2: yeah. probably going to go down the aisle again. Yeah, yeah I'm I sure he know. will. Yeah. But you
1: yeah, know, Kraft, this may not be the last marriage.
2: No, he just might go down to one of those uh, spas in Florida again. Yeah. Oh, oh geez. that
1: was a, Oh, jeez, oh, yeah, there's a rim <laughs> shot in there somewhere. All right, Jay Cantu's got. Uh, he is our postman to wrap things up today.
0: All righty, y'all. A uh, man shoved eight-inch deodorant can up his butt. Oh, you left just it said that so
1: like it happens every day.
0: That's what? You just got to uh, peel the bandaid right off. Just pull it right off. Yeah, man shoved eight-inch deodorant can up his butt, left it there for uh, three weeks. He tried to use a deodorant and ended up with, quote, antipouspirant. A little play on watch. words. 27-year-old man in India had to be hospitalized after allegedly, obviously, shoving the canister. It's a canister, not a stick. Oh, that uh, sounds.
1: You know, that's, that sounds even more hurtful. Canister.
0: And there's it, a graphic video too. No,
2: no, not no thanks. That. No, no thanks. But so no, so many questions. Like, like the Seinfeld. Episode. So many questions and so little yeah. answers. George's dad sat on Silly Jerry and had to go to the uh, the emergency room. You know, the, the, he, he was making uh, pasta figures of, of people. <laughs> How do you sit on an eight inch can? I mean, I, I mean, this Very had to be intentionally.
1: This very had, carefully. This
2: had to be intentional. See, like I feel
1: like, like I'm Ed McMahon right now. Very yeah. carefully, Johnny. <laughs> well,
0: very very not only careful. that, it was there for 20 days, guys. Yeah, and
1: uh, uh, did he? Did, how,
0: do did he how do you maneuver?
1: How do you just help? go out and get coffee or go for a walk? Yeah, get I mean, those that... miles on your Fitbit. How do you get those steps in with that? Did uh, I? Did he? Did not know
2: it. Did he need? Uh, did, <laughs> did he not know it? Did the doctors say, "Well, the first time I can get you in, so to speak, is um, at, like 20 days from now, and yeah, then we'll, I, I, we'll we can't it.
1: get you in"? I don't care what you have uh, put uh, put up your butt. Sorry, we can't get you in. According to the that's story,
2: it. looks
0: like the unfortunate fellow wasn't able to relieve himself, and that's what caused him to go to uh, the
1: ER. Eventually. Well, you think? Good Lord! Simple math, people. Simple math. If you obstruct the way, you're not going to be able to take care of business. There's not enough Raisin brand in the world that would have got him. No, he ain't going to knock that free.
0: He's happy and healthy now. Happy to report that. And uh, no more can up his butt.
1: Good, good. I hope he learned his lesson. That is it for the the postmen this week. I think that's got to be it. That's it. I don't want to hear any more. And I'm not watching that video even during the break, Jake. Not going to do it. We're back to wrap things up out of here at noon. We've got a Twitter poll. We've got a couple calls to take real quick, too. We'll get to those here on ESPN 1000.
3: Welcome back to Xander and Hanley on ESPN Chicago. Chicago
1: Chicago's home for sports. All right, we're out of here at noon. Bucks and Steelers follow us here on ESPN 1000. We're going to wrap up the polls, Twitter polls, in just a moment couple of phone calls to take. Thanks for hanging on. Mo in Frankfurt. We want to talk about the White Sox right quick. Hey, Mo. What's
3: up? How are you doing, guys?
1: Good. The, uh, great show, by the way. Thank uh, you.
3: Thank you for this Sunday morning, man. It's amazing. I love it. But let me tell you something. Um about the White Sox? Come on. No. Let me tell you. Oh, come on. Why do we have so many D.H.'s on our team? That's a big we problem. Have players,
1: Yeah. That's a big problem, and that like, that has so to get solved do? off season. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, what are we gonna do? Like, we? Well, I know Abreu is gonna be gone, right?
2: Yeah,
1: that's my favorite yeah. player. Yeah. So Vaughn goes to
3: first. Vaughn so goes are you first. Put
1: Vaughn? You're gonna put Vaughn first. First okay, base. What about Sheets? Sheets is probably uh, you know I've seen Sheets make some steps in growth in right field. Now you know would they put him in left field? Probably a little uh, less demanding. Eloy uh, is uh, going to be DH the majority yeah, of the time. Eloy yeah. DH. He's going to have to. Now, I know the kid said he wants to play the field, but it's not really up to him, and we've seen him demonstrate no. how he hurts himself
3: in the field. No,
4: no And we no, have no. to protect no, him from no. himself. Eloy,
3: Eloy stays in the batter box. Yep. Yep. You're yep. not going to put Eloy in. And then uh, you got, what about the
1: Grandal? What's happening, to him? Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, you know, that, 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 that's see, that's, to me. I mean,
3: it, the guy's good.
1: He, hey, if yeah. you want to hit or you want to walk, Okay. Well, that was last year. year. That was last year, Mo. That's the problem. We only have the most recent sample size. And and, and although it wasn't uh, huge because he was out a lot, he walked and hit last year. That wasn't this year. And that's the problem. And if anybody got a goodbye buyout, which I'm not I'm not suggesting is even possible because we owe him so much money, and we're not going to be able to dump him off on somebody else, no, no, I would no. say it's Yasmani. And there are a lot of people that still think he's worth something, but, boy, he has to come back and, and perform a miracle for me to get on his thanks, side. Thanks, Mo. Yeah, yeah thank you, Mo. I yeah, love we, you guys. Thanks, thank buddy. you, man. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Ron on the south side. Let's get to him before we wrap things up. What up, Ron? You're on ESPN <laughs> 1000.
4: <laughs>
3: Love you guys. The most amazing thing I've seen in watching baseball 55 years is Bruce Sutter's split fingers. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. You, yes, Ron, I'm with you. You could not hit it. So, the only thing close to behind it, I, I think it might have been 96, was when Pedro was throwing the the, the changeup. Just nothing like, oh, and, and last you got, What I loved yesterday, I was watching the Yankees. And what Was the contrast? You know, the Yankees relying lying on hitting the home run and Cleveland hitting the singles. This is it. You can win with different types of offense. So when you get to the playoffs like this, it's defense and pitching, and particularly a bullpen. And last year, I was going for Atlanta. When Atlanta was out two and a half games in June, and they brought Michael Harris Jr. up to some of those young players. So that's why I put them for them. They're a good organization. So, Love the show, guys. You're the
2: Thanks
1: best, Ron. Southside, Ron. Long time yeah, day. appreciate the phone call as always, buddy. All right, uh, Brian, you had a couple of Twitter polls that you threw up on ESPN 1000 on Twitter. Uh, you want to roll them out and we'll have Jake yeah, we pay them off.
2: Uh, didn't even get into Bulls conversations, but the, the season starts uh, for real on Wednesday. And the over-under on Bulls wins total, 415 which way are you going, over or under? And we don't know if Lonzo Ball is going to be available or when or if. Or Jake, how did that turn out?
0: Everyone said over, 72%. Ooh.
2: Ooh. And, you know, if that, there's a contrarian in me, that means it's going to be under. Okay. Just,
1: yeah, if everyone leaves one way, go the other way. Lay, Yeah, lay your, met, uh, your money down accordingly. All right, what's your other one?
2: uh you know, two and four bears uh how'd they get to this point in the season uh what's the most responsible for not only the losing record but how they've been losing is it offense defense coaching or the general manager and if you had to pick one jake
0: what would you pick? What would they pick? They would pick the offense at 70% and then coming next, the GM at 14%.
1: Wow, okay, okay. Well, I, look, I think appropriately it is the offense, and I'm glad that they didn't go right to Ryan Poles. Hey, uh, real quick before we go, and we're, we've got to get to that Buck steelers game. It was Fred Martin, Cubs pitching coach, yes. that taught Bruce Sutter the split-finger fastball that landed him with 300 saves and into the uh, Hall of Fame. And he, uh, I, yeah. I, I used to a love watching those games where you know the Cardinals
2: have Robowski marching around the mound between pitches. Oh yeah, and the slamming his his, Oh yeah, yeah
1: that sla- slamming the ball in yeah. his glove. And there's there, Bruce just coming out and throwing this pitch, no one just, can hit. Yeah, absolutely. All right, have a great day, Brian. Always a pleasure. See you back here next Sunday on ESPN 1000. Thanks, guys.